Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda's in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day one of season 98. Our first question asks, what mountain range is K2 in? And tells us that it is named K2 because it was the second peak to be measured in that mountain range. Uh, unfortunately, I did not pick up on that clue, and I figured, well, this is the Himalayas, because it's also mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, that's where all of the very, very highest mountains in the world are. Mm-hmm. So this must be the Himalayas. Yeah, I, I had the same thought process. I thought it seemed pretty obviously the Himalayas, but I didn't see why that, uh, why that should be too obvious or anything like that. I had really always thought it was K2 because it was just the second highest peak. I didn't know what the K stood for. Um, and I just thought, yeah, Mount Everest and then K2. That's They're definitely both in the Himalayas in that part of the world. That's where the highest mountains are. So I put down Himalayas. It was Karakoram. Okay. Which I would not have identified as mountain range at all. I don't think I have heard that word before. I have heard that word before in the context of the computer game Civilization. Oh, of course. Where it is often a city name assigned to the Mongols, I believe. Hmm, okay. I think it might even be the capital of one of the Mongol empires uh, in the most recent version. Okay. Uh, so I definitely did not realize that it was a, a mountain range as well, hmm. uh, or what, uh, what that might be derived from. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's going to be a very, very popular, not only uh, most common wrong answer, but I think also this one's going to be very low defended. Yes, I would agree, given that I defended it very low. Yep. Um, and I will not be at all surprised if the most common wrong answer outpaces the right answer oh, yeah. by a great deal. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Question two asks us what vegetable slash fruit... Uh, is sliced and put into moussaka. Yeah, so this one uh, took me a second because I initially was thinking of, um, you know, I don't know what I was initially thinking of, but it, it, <laughs> it took me a second to kind of picture, like, this is a layered kind of dish, um, you know, a little bit akin to lasagna in a certain way, but only in that kind of layered casserole way. Um, but, you know, tomatoes, minced lamb, grated cheese um and i realized oh i think i initially thought zucchini because that would be mm, a, a okay. vegetable okay. that might conceivably be used in mediterranean dishes like that but after i had thought of that and i got in the shower and continued sort of pondering uh the various questions i thought oh no this is the one that has eggplant in it and uh, kind of retrospectively realized that the parenthetical comparing it to the tomato is kind of relevant there. They are both nightshades. Um, and, you know, and also both, you know, culinarily a vegetable, but botanically a fruit. Uh, much like I think zucchini would qualify for that too. Um, but I, you know, once I had thought of eggplant, I was pretty certain that was correct because I've you know, we, we have enough Greek restaurants around. It's not a dish that I've had very often, but I, I know that eggplant is definitely used in Mediterranean cuisine, and I was pretty sure that was what was the uh, additional component of this one. Uh, 
I just immediately figured it was eggplant. Uh, I don't remember whether I've had moussaka. I feel like I probably have, uh, but not much of it, and I don't, uh, I, I don't know it that well as a uh, as a dish in mm-hmm. and of itself. Uh, but just for some reason, immediately thought eggplant, and then kind of had to backtrack and think, okay, let me see tomatoes and lamb, cheese, slices of. Mm. I feel like a s- slices of vegetable is kind of a clue there, just because, mm-hmm. like, you don't, I believe that, that what that means is longitudinal slices. No. No? It is, it is. It'd be like rounds. Slices. Round slices? Round, yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. I, fi- I figured it wasn't, and that was mm-hmm. what kind of clued me in, because, like, you wouldn't. If if it were carrots, you wouldn't call that slices of carrots if it were just like regular chopped, you know, round pieces of carrot. Perhaps not. Um, so I was thinking that it was something that had to be sort of oval like that, that you could slice mm. in that long direction. I see what and, you're saying. And make a thing out of it. And that, that's kind of, I, I kind of figured that was what the sort of the base of the moussaka is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently I'm wrong, which is perfectly reasonable. But I did say eggplant. You know, that was the correct answer. I, But maybe I am overconfident about how moussaka is made. Mm. I've never made it. I just assumed that kind of like eggplant parmesan, you right. know, you would take the rounds and layer them in such a way. I don't know. I would you have thought right. that for eggplant parm, you would make it longer to, to make it more like a kind of a long ovalish piece of meat. Well, for the parm, I think you want kind of like a little cutlet shape. Oh, okay. Like, kind of like chicken parm will be like a pounded, you know, piece mm. of chicken breast. Yeah, but I always think of um, it as larger than that, though. A, a parmesan is generally kind of not not plate-shaped, but kind of plate-sized. Like, you, you, you have enough to put one piece of it on a plate, typically. I, I see what you're in, saying. In my, in my uh, thinking of it. Sure. Um, I think one thing that comes into play is the seeds in the middle of the eggplant. If you slice it lengthwise, then you get a middle section with kind of a bunch of seeds, which okay. might be hard to uh, sure. handle Reasonable. as a piece that you're you know, working with. Yep. Anywho, uh, question three asks us what George M. Cohan song features the lyrics, Johnny, get your gun and the Yanks are coming. I would not have got it from Johnny, get your gun. No, but I. the Yanks are coming is very definitely part of, uh, uh, over there. Over there, yeah. over there. And yep. oddly, I was, uh, I was singing this to myself within the last couple of days, mm. um, but only because there's a, there's a Mad Magazine parody of this song, <laughs> uh, the the lyrics of which are about how you don't have a spare tire in your car and it's your car singing to you. <laughs> Uh, check your spare, check your spare. Ah, sure. Neath the junk in your trunk, check your spare. Something, something, something. Now you're stuck, you schmuck, because you didn't check your spare. And <laughs> that song, which was probably, is probably more than 40 years old. Yeah. Has popped into my brain on a monthly basis <laughs> for 40 years now. Wow. For no reason whatsoever. And I distinctly remember thinking it and possibly even humming it just a couple of days ago. You know, this is what they mean yeah. when they say everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. <laughs> there you go. That's the one I find. <laughs> so this one just bang right into my head and I immediately, the Yanks are coming uh, over there and the rest of it fit. And yeah, this was definitely 
I I feel like this was one of the big uh, show-stopping numbers in Cagney's uh, mm-hmm. movie about Cohan, which I am suddenly blanking on the title of, even though we discussed that very recently in our friend Slack. Oh. Um, a couple of our friends who also play um, were, were talking about old movies, and that was one of them, and they have that on... Uh, on dvd and i'm kind of jealous oh right that's right I'm, I'm gonna look it up for you because it's yeah. gonna bug me too um it might be yankee doodle dandy maybe um, but it may have been another cagney movie that they have done on dvd but anyway we were discussing that that one in in particular uh, as you know here's a kind of an old movie that nobody remembers anymore but was just so good mm-hmm. so so yeah i immediately knew this was over there and that was the correct answer. It is Yankee Doodle Dandy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he did uh, a bunch of patriotic, mm-hmm. very rousing songs like that. Yep. Give my regards yep. to Broadway, the Yankee Doodle Boy, your grand old flag, mm-hmm. which is one of the, the greatest, uh, most rousing ones, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that was the correct answer. And you just knew that one as well? Oh, I did. Did I not explain? I don't think so. Um, I think that was me. Yeah, no, I I was, I think you had explained the exact thing that I was going to mention, which is I can picture that snippet from Yankee Doodle Dandy mm-hmm. with Jimmy Cagney um, and him just kind of marching up and down the stage. And, just, you know, it's a very March-like um, mm-hmm. rhythm. And, um, yeah, the Yanks are coming in particular um, is, you know, prominent in there and it's a, more like a little bridge portion and then it goes back to kind of that that rousing you know say a prayer beware send the word send the word over there um and so yeah that i i just plain old knew this one i put over there and that was correct right question four asks us for the unit of volume in the petroleum industry that is defined as 42 u.s gallons that's a barrel that's when you think about what is oil measured in and you talk about how many how many of whatever units are being produced. It's always barrels of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of thing I always picture those, you know, an oil drum, those big kind of cylindrical mm-hmm. uh, metal canister looking things, usually with like a couple of ridges around the middle. I presume that's for, yep. you know, loading and unloading purposes because you can't really pick up a smooth sided extremely heavy cylinder very easily easily, um and so yeah i just i I did wonder if the abbreviation which i think is bbl Mm -hmm. um would have been accepted as well but i thought barrel was probably the best way to to put it uh with the most certainty of being accurate about what i was answering so i put barrel uh yep same here Uh, i i kind of I, i knew that the uh, the abbreviation was BBL, and that that drove me nuts for about an hour trying mm-hmm. to remember: is it BBL because it's something else, bar- like a big barrel, or something <laughs> like you know, just some other? Is there some other word in there? Because obviously, there's no, there's not two B's in barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, BRL would be a much more sensible abbreviation. Um, yeah. So I kind of thought of maybe I just want to put BBL instead because um, oh. I felt like that was more precise, like that was the particular barrel. Uh, but I ended up just going with barrel mm-hmm. as well. Um, and just figuring that it's, if he'd wanted the abbreviation, he would have asked for it. Sure. So I was pretty sure that it was, generally speaking, known as a barrel. 
And that is the correct answer. However, I will point out an oil drum is actually 55 gallons. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good good clarification. Yeah. So it's, and, and that's that's not even like a, a barrel and a half either. It's just straight up right. like, yeah, here's just a different measurement <laughs> or a different container we're going to use. It's, yeah, it's got like, you know, 1.375 or whatever the hell <laughs> barrels are in an oil drum. So mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks, guys. This ended up being like, you know, the U.S. will use anything but the metric system to measure things <laughs> once again. Because it's 42 gallons. That's not even like a, an interestingly mm -hmm. rounded or yeah. multiplied number, yep. you know. So, yeah. Uh, question five asks us, who came up with the principle or discovered the principle that the weight of a liquid displaced by a floating body is equal to the weight of the body? So this was obviously the uh, natural philosopher of ancient Greek times known as Eureka, <laughs> which I couldn't get out of my brain for a long time. Right. Um, <clears throat> that, of course, is what he said when he realized this, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. when he was in the bath, uh, possibly apocryphally, I don't know. Uh, uh, and it, it took me a while to get off of Aristophanes as well. Mm. Uh, and, but my, my brain just kept saying, that's close. You've almost got it. Keep going, brother. Uh, <laughs> and eventually, it, it, I, I think I let my mind consider other uh, physical properties, other, other things having to do with liquid. And then the Archimedes screw came to mind. And I thought, oh, that's, that, it, it's Archimedes. Mm. Archimedes is the one who who yelled Eureka and ran through the streets naked because he figured out how to measure volume of something rather than weight. Right. So I'm going to go with Archimedes. Yeah, I uh, had a little bit of a similar thought process. I was like, this is the guy who shouted Eureka. And it, my brain had to kind of come at it in a sidelong way because I was like, there's a Thomas Dolby song called That's Why People Fall in Love that references a lot of scientists and philosophers and so on okay um you know einstein and so on and uh and archimedes was mentioned so i kind of had to let the song play you know through archimedes just couldn't keep it look what happened to the greeks and then uh i was like okay yeah that's the one because sure. some at some point long ago i had made that connection kind of because my brain kind of looks for like if there's a reference in a pop culture thing that I like, I don't want to not know what that artist is talking about and referencing them. Um, and so I must have made a special point of noting, like, oh, that's that's the guy who shouted Eureka, Archimedes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be able to kind of tie those together. Um, and so that kind of weirdly made for a mnemonic for me on this one. Um, and I also put down Archimedes. And that was correct. Question six asks us for the title of a chief electrician in a TV or film production crew. It tells us that this came from British slang for tool. Right. Um, so this one, the thing that initially came to mind for me was grip. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. That's, you know, stage lighting needs to be held in place in a, you know, firmly so that it's, you don't get weird, I don't know, shadows or whatever. Um, and so I was settled on that for a while, but then this was another kind of shower, mind-wandering kind of moment where I was trying to think, well, what are the other, um, you know, members of the crew that you see scrolling by in film credits? And there's, like, Best Boy, and there's the Gaffer. Oh, 
And the more I thought about that, I was like, that could be it. And that sounds a lot more like British slang than grip does. Because mm-hmm. grip's just a regular word that you sure. use. You know, everybody who speaks English probably uses um, in many contexts. Um, but gaffer, I thought, well, I remember gaffer tape is what you use to tape down chords when you're setting up audiovisual mm-hmm. components or whatever. So I thought that's connected to being an electrician um, in a certain way or working with electrical stuff. Um, and that kind of just kind of persuaded me that, yeah, I think gaffer must be what that person's title would be because they're, you know, they're, they're doing that kind of electrical related work. And it just kind of gelled for me once I, once I thought of that, you know, possibility. So I put down gaffer. Excellent. Excellent uh, logic into it. I also kind of immediately thought of key grip. Mm. then thought no that's that i think that's just like a person who moves stuff generally mm. and i thought of best boy and i thought eh, okay yeah that's the other one that's kind of weird and non-intuitive so all right yeah that could be that could be that sure i'll go with best boy okay. and just couldn't couldn't really figure out how to get off of that so went with it and said go ahead go for it submit the correct answer was gaffer well done um, best boy, in fact, is the assistant to either a key grip or or a gaffer. <laughs> it's kind of the deputy uh, deputy department head. Ah, uh, okay. In, in each of those sections, so oh well. So is gaffer also used in sort of current British slang as a term for a person? I feel like you can call someone old gaffer. I, I think that... it is in the sense that you can just kind of there's there's a lot of words that british people can just say and make it sound like it's a thing yes. you know like absolute unit right. like, you know, oh check out that gaffer over there um yeah i don't i don't know whether it it actually is a long-standing slang thing or whether mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. one of those things where you hear it and you're like oh yeah that sounds like an old-timey british insult well i i went and looked it up and uh just now mm-hmm. um and the second definition after chief electrician is an old man informally so sure so yeah that's i i you know it's i i can see where that would have nerfed out the question to put it in there uh to make mention of that yeah so i can see why they didn't but uh uh it also kind of i I feel like the reference to british slang also kind of kind of gets you in that direction it definitely should have helped yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at least it got me in there i'm lucky luckily enough um so that got me five out of six on the day. Hold well on. I, it, it's a good start, although I was convinced I had six out of six, so I, I don't know I if I should be worried. I think there's going to be a lot of people who were convinced they had six out of six and mm. had a couple of really good pulls with over there and gaffer and then, mm. Kara, what? Yeah. So we'll see yeah, how it goes. Much. Yeah, but, you know, it, at least it's not one of those disastrous, you know, like <laughs> two out of six kind yeah. of good start. starts to the... Good start in an A-Rundle. Can't complain. Oh, yeah. I can't. I, I can't, much as my brain wants to try. <laughs> so I'll stop there and say that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember don't forfeit, don't cheat. <laughs>